One of UTIA's colleges has a new name and a re-energized focus. This is AgCast, brought to you by the University of Tennessee Institute of Agriculture. When classes get underway on the UT Ag campus, students and faculty will be part of the renamed Herbert College of Agriculture. The change comes after a generous donation from Jim and Judy Herbert, UT alumni now living in Michigan. Mr. Herbert founded Neogen, an international food safety company. With their gift, the Herberts are thinking decades into the future, when science and agriculture will be so critical to feeding the world. Recently, Mr. and Mrs. Herbert sat down with Keith Barber, Vice Chancellor of Institutional Advancement for UTIA, and here's their conversation. Right, good morning, Herberts. Good morning, and Jim. Glad to you allowed us to be here this morning to talk with you a little bit. I'd ask you to introduce yourselves and, and your connection to the University of Tennessee. Judy? Well, my name is Judith Anderson Herbert. I grew up in Kingsport, Tennessee and graduated from UT in, with a major in English and a, and a minor in botany. Uh, so I covered the, the College of Liberal Arts at that point. And uh, I have continued to be very involved with my sorority wherever we have lived. And then for the last five or six years, I have served on the Dean's Advisory Board for the College of Arts and Science and have always continued a great love. Good. We appreciate that. Mr. Herbert. Jim Herbert. Uh, <clears throat> 1962 graduate of the University of Tennessee. Uh, I grew up on a farm where the Memphis Airport sits today and uh, did my college work with a major in animal science at the time and, uh, and then a minor in journalism. So, been close to the university for most all of those few years since graduation. So. Yeah, well, we, we do appreciate your continued involvement with the university. What, uh, Judy, back to you, why UT? Why did you choose it as a student? Well, I, uh, I really wanted to go to the University of Miami, but my parents wouldn't let me go that far. <laughs> so I went to Knoxville. It was, uh, it was a big school. It seemed like a big adventure, and that's exactly why I, uh, I did not have, at that point in my 18-year-old life, I didn't have a burning desire to do uh, research in anything, so I, I went where I felt comfortable, and the first time I went there, I felt comfortable. Good. We hope that's the same to, for students today. We hear that <laughs> yes. a lot. Yes. How about you, Jim? What, why did you choose UT? Well, it was, uh, you know, being in the far western end of the state, uh, I was about <clears throat> half Mississippi and half Tennessee. so. It was a choice between Mississippi State, I thought, at the time in Tennessee. And so happened that um, a group of uh, professors came through recruiting students, and I happened to get included. And one of them told me that, uh, that uh, if I came to Knoxville, there was a room that I could have for free that was on the ag campus. And uh, you, know, my, uh, you know, our family wasn't poor, we didn't have a lot of money, but uh, a free room sounded pretty good. So. That made that decision for me to go to Tennessee and not to Mississippi State. So, so Judy, you didn't have a long ways to travel physically to the university, and Jim, you did. And uh, I'd imagine back then, uh, uh, the university was quite a bit different than it is today. Uh, much like that farm on the Memphis Airport property that used to stand, right. that's changed 
drastically and the university has changed drastically. But but over your years, and, and I'd like for you to tell me a little bit about your experiences at UT, and then we're going to get into sort of time travel as you went about uh, your careers. But um, did you meet early on or uh, tell me a little bit more about that bed and breakfast you stayed in, Jim? Oh, well, that was, uh, no, I, I, I remember, uh, I don't know that I'd ever been in a taxi cab before. And uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I had not been to Knoxville before, but uh, so we got my clothes all packed up. And at that point in time, the train ran from, it was a Tennessean train. It ran from Memphis to, to Washington, D.C., and it stopped in Knoxville. So that was the way to commute back and forth. So we loaded up, or we, me, and my, my little Sears footlocker and, uh, and a suitcase loaded up on the <laughs> Tennessee and one time about dark one night and uh, woke up the next morning in Knoxville. So uh, I'd already had instructions on how to find a cab and, you know, to get to where I was going to stay. And so I flagged the cab down and uh, told him that I wanted to go to a building behind Morgan Hall. And he said, uh, you look like you're a, a new student. I said, I am. He said, well, Morgan Hall is not a dormitory. And I said, well, no, but I'm, I'm staying out there. He said, well, you know, I think you, I think we got a problem because uh, there's no place to stay there that's academic. So I finally was successful enough to talk him into taking me to Morgan Hall. And, and behind Morgan Hall was a greenhouse. And I had that described to me. And sure enough, there was, uh, there was two rooms in the head house where they did the potting. And, uh, and one of those, and those two rooms was one of them was a little bit kitchen and one of them was a little bedroom. So I did, uh, he helped me unload my stuff. and. He stood and scratched his head as he drove away. <laughs> that, was, that was a comfortable home for uh, for a couple of years. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So L little did he know the seed he was planting, literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither one of us did. Neither probably. one of them yeah. did. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's. Uh, I always find that story fascinating because it really gets to the root of the problem. Again, no pun intended, but it it, it does because it talks about your um, your tenacity and, and desire to. To make life better right. and for everybody. So, uh, when did when did he come into your picture, Judy? As you were well, talking. it was uh, a couple of years later. <clears throat> I was a year behind him in school, and I actually knew him during my sophomore year because he dated a girl on my floor, <laughs> and uh, then we we uh, got more had more contact after that. That was back in the day when. Uh, uh, the Greek groups ran the student organization, student government at the university, and Jim was head of one political party, and my sorority was in the same party, and I was the representative into the student government, and we just got to know each other from that point, and during that time we started dating, and that was pretty much sealed the future. Sealed the future. Now, for uh, for historical record, let's make sure we name your Greek organizations. Well, I was uh, at at the uh, during my senior year. I was president of Sigma Kappa sorority. Yeah, and still I was. Uh, yeah, and I was president of Farmhouse at the same time. Okay, yeah. good. Both of those are still going strong at the university. Oh, Absolutely, yes. yeah. in large measure because of some of the things that y'all have yeah. done, the leadership you provide. So, thank you for that too. Uh, so you uh, you made it through school. And uh, multiple, well, two majors and then a couple of minors, and, and that covered the gamut in a lot of ways for the university, from botany to ag journalism, I guess. And, uh, so what happened uh, 
You married after you finished college? Yeah, yeah. We uh, we married after uh, I guess after Judy finished. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, some few months after that, and uh, then I started out with a career in ag journalism, and uh, what a great early career that was. You uh, spend all day every day learning something from somebody and writing about it. So you know, it was an extension of my education, and uh, and that led us uh, Judy and I to our search for. Uh, we didn't think about it being fame and fortune at the time, but uh, our search for what we thought we'd like to do next. And uh, we were in a recent meeting and somebody said, uh, how many times did you all move in your marriage? And she remembered every one of them to a count of 14. So, 14. Yeah, so I got to do the unpacking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. 14. Well, you made a comment, Jim, just now, and I'd like to sort of exploit that a little bit if we could. You said that as, as an ag journalist, you got the chance to learn something about something every day and write about it. Now, to me, that marries very well with both of your loves and your interests and uh, the success of what turned out to be your corporation. So um, can you expand on that some about learning a little bit every day? Because that's what we want our students to do. Yeah, well, sure. And But you know, I'd have to make sure too we talk about where our background and, and though I was an ag journalist or a journalist, you know, I could write for newspapers and magazines and make a pretty decent living at it. But uh, it still had to get, so oftentimes uh, after we went to press, uh, my closest ally who was an English major, as you heard early in this interview, mm -hmm. was able to find some place that could have been improved had the punctuation been better or had the word some structure been better. And uh, fortunately, uh, she's had that interest uh, throughout and uh, worked with uh, literacy groups and worked with, and when we looked at where there might be an opportunity for them, I won't tell her story, but where there might be an opportunity to do something uh, specifically in her college where she came from she said I want kids to learn how to write so maybe Judy can talk more about that well I think that's a great compliment to to recognize the partnership that you had probably more highlighted through your career but but certainly the backbone Judy so would you talk a little bit more about your interest in love of writing and well I have uh, I've worked with college-age students most of my adult life, uh, other than raising my own two children from our own two children from very, from the beginning. But on the outside, I worked with college age students. And through the years, I have noticed uh, a decrease in the amount of time that they spend working on, on what they write. And to me, it makes no difference how smart you are, mm -hmm. how learned you are. If you can't talk about it or if you can't write about it, then it's a waste. And I, I just really, once I became totally re-involved with the university, I wanted to be sure that no one graduated from there that, that you had to be embarrassed with what they wrote. And you still have that passion today. You bet. I know that. I can attest. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, thankfully. So, uh, all right, then take us through some of those 14 career moves. 
and, and those were very specific and very strategic, had been strategized about, I'm sure, at home and, and at the office. So, um, so, so walk us through some of that. Well, we moved from north to south and south to north and, okay. uh, and got the compass turned around a time or two. And we stayed, uh, we had a job or two. Well, this one, when I came here, I told Judy, she said, you know, we're moving from Illinois to Michigan. That's the wrong direction. And uh, I said, you know, well, I'll get this thing worked out in about a year, and then we'll figure out where we're going. Well, that was 36 years ago. So uh, in the meantime, it's obviously become a, a great home for us. But, you know, we spent a tour across the, I was with the Calbag Research for a number of very enjoyable <coughs> years and had an opportunity to do a lot of different things there, which uh, that allowed me then to go on and, uh, and, and take advantage of the opportunity to start Neogen Corporation 36 years ago. And this is the longest we've ever lived any place. Uh, either one of either us one of ever us. lived yeah. any place. Wow. Wow. And uh, I want to go down that trail a little bit too, because uh, not only have you lived here, but you've invested yourselves in this community. Very it's, much. It's, uh, it's very um, humbling to see from an outsider standpoint, what you've done here, even with this facility. So would you talk some about that? Well, it was it was a great time in history that, um, you know, you take advantage of times. And, uh, and, and when we started here in 1982, biotechnology was just beginning to be kind of understood. And, uh, and at the same time, you know, we had the, or I, I guess I had a vision that that uh, food safety was going to be a bigger concern going forward. So it uh, happens that uh, a friend of mine who was former CEO at Dow Chemical, along with uh, the head of research at Michigan State, wanted to put together a business, and uh, he uh, said, "Why don't you go to Why don't you go to East Lansing and look around and see what you think?" So that was the beginning. But but since then, it's been an opportunity to give back. A little of what was given to us. We started with uh, myself and uh, we called him a secretary in those days and uh, a little space uh, about the size of the office we sit in today and in $75,000. And uh, today uh, we have a company that's uh, publicly held and has a market cap of about $3.6 billion. And, uh, and we built it all right here with the people here. And so it, it's given us an opportunity to give back a little bit to the people that supported us that, you know, might maybe bought that piece of that $5 stock, not knowing whether it would be worth anything or not. But the, the trust and confidence that let us get to where we are today is a, has, been, has been great. And it's great to be able to give something back. So, okay. yeah. Would you like to add to that? Well, it's, it's just been a great place for me to spread my wings also. and. Uh, the people here are very open and receptive. And Jim and I have been through some, um, some scary times here. Uh, I, 13 years ago, had breast cancer. I had a very good outcome and became very close to my radiation oncologist. Mm -hmm. And uh, then a few years after that, Jim had lung cancer. And he also had a very good, uh, a very good outcome to that, right here in this in this city at Sparrow Hospital, and uh, we we had known from the beginning that 
or with my involvement with the cancer clinic over there, we had known that there was a possibility that we could really grow something there. And Jim and I had talked about it from the beginning that if it ever came to fruition, that it should be named for Dr. Herman. And when it became a very real possibility, uh, we talked with with Jim and his wife about that that option, and uh, we went into a an agreement. And it the center has been named for the two families, and and we're very grateful for them for what they're doing, and for our part in it. Absolutely, as it should be. What we've uh, what I've learned is that it has a wonderful reputation. It certainly has. Not just in the city. This in in the area, um, but we also have an involvement with Mayo Clinic. But mm-hmm. we were at the uh, the Lansing Promise dinner last night, and uh, this this is where they provide scholarships. Mm-hmm. The community provides scholarships for for graduates in our local schools, and I cannot tell you how many people came up and said, "I just want to hug you because of." What has happened to my family there? And Not so only that from was, the scholarships, but from the from the from the, the cancer center. Yeah. Yes, yeah. from the cancer center. Well, and it's you know it was just the impetus to get things started. The community supports it great. There's all kinds of things that are going on all the time, raising money throughout the community, and it's just it gave the community an opportunity to show itself, which has been great to see. Yeah. So, obviously, Nijin had start here in Lansing and you expanded from there and you're now global. How many companies, how many uh, countries? 114 countries today. That's amazing. But at the same time, you've never left your roots. And as far as Lansing goes, and you've invested time, talent, and and treasure into this community, which has not only proven beneficial locally, but regionally, nationally, and globally. Can you expand on that, please? Yeah, the, well, I had Judy talk about some of the things we did, but one of the things that Judy mentioned, I think, earlier in the interview about both of us being uh, cancer survivors, and uh, we uh, we saw that as a great opportunity when they started to build a new clinic to make certain that one of the great oncologists who had been here that had been responsible for undoubtedly saving a lot of lives and making the latter days a lot more comfortable for a lot of people, that he was recognized in that. So we became involved in that. And uh, and uh, it, I think Judy can tell you, when we go places, we were somewhere last night, and, and uh, it's just been really accepted by the community to keep adding to it. You know, it's a place where a lot of people can contribute, not just uh, not just money, but talent. And uh, Judy, talk about that, sir. It really is exciting wherever you go. People want to talk about it, and they'll say, your cancer center, and I say, no, it's it's ours. Because one of the things that we're most proud of for our cancer center is people will say, when you go in, you such a feeling of calm comes over you. And there are, in that building, $600,000 worth of art pieces that have all been donated by different members of the community. And that's their little piece of it. But it's a very important piece because 
there is nothing in there that relates to death or dying, but it relates to life. And that that's what gives people a sense of calmness. Well, that's uh, what you would some would term integrated medicine. Absolutely, yeah, holistic yeah. portion of it. And that's uh, yeah. that's awesome. That's awesome. It really is. It, you know, it, it reminds me a lot in um, what you're doing at the University of Tennessee, because you're you're giving and adding to the abundance of life for students and faculty programs in the university as a whole. And if we can move into that discussion a little bit. Um, just like you've invested in this community, no pun intended, but your roots have never left Tennessee, right. and your heart, I don't think, has left Tennessee, the University <laughs> no. of Tennessee. And, uh, and so would you mind talking a little bit about, about that component, about uh, your investment in the university? Because in all due respect, it may not be the life and death situation with the hospital and the Sparrow Institute, but but in large pieces for students like you, Jim, who made their way through school on their own, what you're doing is going to make a lifelong impact. Well, and, and I'll, I'll add to this, but uh, you know, somebody said, uh, why the College of Agriculture? And uh, my answer to that is, well, the College of Agriculture is sort of the culmination of a lot of different disciplines at the University of Tennessee. It's possible only because of what's going on in the sciences. You know, if we didn't have uh, botany and zoology and microbiology and chemistries, we wouldn't be able to do the things in agriculture we do today. If we didn't have a business school where you could learn something about economics and figure out how to count your money, we wouldn't be able to do it in agriculture. So even though this is centered on the College of Agriculture, it's really the entire university and such a contribution that the university makes to agriculture, this is a good place to be able to show the culmination of a lot of good work, I think. So, integrated. Yes, integrated. Yes, 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 yes. <clears throat> it is totally integrated, and and I love to say it all starts with, with arts and science because that's where everybody gets their beginning background on and learn to study. And... Uh, it's, but we all know how important feeding the world is, and so it has to end with agriculture, which is a great beginning place for for collegians getting ready to make their place in the world. Sort of like a life cycle, yeah. right? If you will. And, and it reminds me of something Jim you said a, a bit ago about the uh, uh, your ag journalism it gave you a chance every day to learn something. Right. You know, from others, but sure. apply it on your own right. And yeah. I may say that's what you're doing here yeah. in large measure, both, uh, well, throughout the, the whole university because of the integration. And it also uh, reminds me of, a, of something you said a minute ago about being the impetus for other opportunities. Right. And so tell me how the naming of the College of Agriculture at the University of Tennessee is going to do that. What, what, in your minds, what do you see this blossoming into? Well, let's hope that uh, we see this uh, uh, be the beginning, of the, sort of the seed stock, if you will, that we've seen it happen in other cases where a group gets something started and then other people fall in. And, and I think we'll, you know, it's, it's kind of unusual and in some ways kind of disappointing to see what's happened to higher education today. At one point in time, 
you know, I think I spent uh, $300 a quarter when I went to school, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and today <laughs> that wouldn't get you through the first week probably. But, uh, but in those days, uh, the state of Tennessee and the taxpayers paid most of the money. Mm -hmm. uh, that plus some what we got from the federal government as a land-grant institution. You know, today more and more of that, less and less a percentage of that obviously comes from the tax coffers today. It has to come from uh, private contributions and, uh, you know, just to maybe be the impetus to help get another group of private contributions going is what we've been able to force them to experience in some other ways. Hopefully will happen here. But, you know, when you look at the outreach of what's important for agriculture and what we talk about in our own company at Neogen is, uh, is not just food safety, but food security and what an important piece that is to the world. And the outreach that the University of Tennessee has uh, in, into the world today. But this whole issue of food security is something that none of us have seen before. It's, not, it's both the quantity and the quality of food. And people no longer, as middle class is developing in many countries, they no longer are going to be comfortable just eating more rice every day. You know, and they want animal proteins and other things to go with that. And, and we think that that has to, you know, it's, it's a part of our background at Neogen, but we also think that uh, that continues to be an important part of what's happening at the universities and the diverse education at the University of Tennessee that is culminated in the College of Agriculture. Well, I'll stay to Judy, comments on that. Well, it is, it's all very important, but we saw an example last fall where we, uh, we named a gift mm -hmm. to the writing center, mm -hmm. and they used that as the impetus for the Big Orange Give. Correct. And they broke a record for a one-day give. That's right. And that was so rewarding, you know, that I know they have to have one place to start. But we were lucky enough to be able to do that one at that point. So maybe this will really kick off something for the College of Ag that, that will uh, grow immensely. Well, we, the university thanks you for your, your big orange give example and, and the writing center support and because we did set a record in one day and, and from our loves and friends. And that, uh, that really, you know, must be recognized what you're doing and the Herbert College of Agriculture will be the second named College of Agriculture in the land grant system. That's a big undertaking uh, via philanthropy. And uh, it's an honor to work with both of you to make that happen. But at the same time, as, as large as that is on a national and international scale, I don't think I'd be amiss by saying that you want it to happen on an individual scale. So you want individual students to make a difference. You want them to be impacted. You want faculty to be impacted. Absolutely. And if you would talk a little bit about that, and Jimmy, you've already sort of gone down that trail somewhat because as you said, the research and the extension and the teaching aspects lead to opportunities worldwide uh, via institutes like Neogen. Right. Well, I think you, know, you, you remember, Keith, maybe the, the exact time, and it's been a couple, three years ago. Uh, I saw it's so important what Judy and I referred to as, as, as student enhancement. You know, what are the things that, they can, that we can help get done that don't necessarily occur in a lecture hall? And uh, obviously, giving them an opportunity to learn to write better and even outside of the classroom to go to a writing lab 
and we've already run across several students that said, gosh, thank you for doing that. Uh, but then at the same time, I thought uh, getting students introduced to the world of business was important. And internships where you could take a summer off uh, and not just make a little money to pay next year's tuition, but to learn something to build a resume. So I approached the university and said, can I do something? What can we do to put to enhance internships? And, and that program has blossomed out and we, we now have, uh, I think we're picking five students a year and uh, going out to public, uh, to companies saying, we've got some money to match if you want to put an internship in place. And uh, we're lucky enough to have one of those interns here at Neogen this year. There's a young man who's interested in molecular biology, which is uh, you know a key area, and they'll, they'll put him to work and he'll leave here a little bit smarter, but he'll understand how industry works too. But at the same time, several interns that are doing things, uh, one doing work at Oak Ridge, one doing, uh, actually going to near our operations in Scotland yes. to do some work over there internationally. So that's, uh, you know, it's such an enhancement to, to a student that uh, we think those are the kind of things that we can hopefully help, not just have hiring better staff and attracting better students and having better buildings, but it's those other pieces of, of student enhancement that we get excited about. The Jim and Judy Herbert Writing Center Endowment and the Jim and Judy Herbert Student Enhancement Endowment in Agriculture, I've used this term before, are integrating across the ways, across the students for opportunities for young people to not only improve and enhance their, their abilities and skill sets on campus, but across the globe. And to me, that's not any different than what you've done on a personal basis throughout your lives, if I, if I can yeah. reflect back on that, because you're, you're taking the individual and you're growing that person into being a contributing member of society whether that's locally, regionally, nationally, or internationally. And uh, on behalf of the university, we sincerely thank you for that. So, uh, talking about the, the naming of the college, uh, as I said, it's the, it, it is very prestigious for the University of Tennessee. It will be the third named college at the university in its history. The other two coming not too long ago with some folks you're familiar with. And, um, this will take the University of Tennessee's College of Agriculture to new heights. And uh, we expect, and I, hope, I think I know your answer to this too, you expect us to be in an elite category, in an elite category in, uh, in what we do with our students and faculty and programs. And um, any challenges you would give to us to uh, help us achieve those lofty goals? Well, yes, I, I think. Uh continuing to concentrate on integration of the sciences and but but also integration of uh, the, the liberal arts side and the business side because you know if if we're to feed uh, uh, a, a growing world population we need to employ everything that we have not just a few you know, what i call the old sows and plows and cows business but but you know the things that go with it to make up modern agriculture to make up the food industry as it is today. So, you know, I'd, I'd hope that uh, this will help enhance that. Um, and, you know, at the same time, it, it, it's kind of an honor to think about, uh, you know, at some point in time, uh, seeing that <laughs> somewhere on that sign leading up to Morgan. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, 
excuse me, leading up to Morgan Hall, but um, that's not what it's about, you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, that, that to me, leads to maybe a final question. When all said and done, 50 years from now, 75 years from now, 100 years from now, gosh, 200 years from now, the Herbert College of Agriculture will still be standing, and standing even stronger than it has been in its history. What do you expect of that student who's going to graduate next year, 20 years, and 50 years? What do you expect of them? The Certainly the hope that it gives them every <coughs> opportunity to be a great contributor to their world. And we feel like that that's what the university did for us from our beginning. And Jim loves to say, to whom much is given, much is expected. It's, it's kind of the mantra that he lives by. And we as a family love to buy into that. But the University of Tennessee is, uh, is a place that so many in our family have, have called home. We have uh, uh, a son and a daughter. Our daughter still hopes to get a master's from the University of Tennessee. And our son and three other members, his wife, his two daughters, all also graduated from there, Scott from the College of Agriculture. And uh, then we have the one renegade who is uh, in college down the road at, at Ole Miss, but that's okay, that's okay. Uh, but we, we do have a, a long love for that place because it's where we feel like we really got our start. Yeah, and I, I hope uh, to add to that that, uh, that we, uh, we continue to graduate people who don't forget their roots, don't forget their bringing up. It was, <laughs> I thought, kind of interesting uh, as we were putting some of this together. I had no idea that the university kept uh, a long list of, uh, of contributions that had been made. And, and uh, you, you sent a list out that, uh, I don't know, gosh, went back 20 years, and I had to look down the list. And it went back year, 36 years. 36 years, okay. <laughs> and I looked at, the, at the, you know, the first entry was whatever it was, 36 years ago, and we gave $100 at you. And that was a lot <laughs> right. at the beginning of this company. And then, and then you could kind of look, you could kind of, I think, uh, maybe track our uh, prosperity a little bit because it was $100 and $100 and $100 and then it went to $200. And then we gave $200, $100 a piece, you know. And then from that it went to $500 and it got a little bit bigger. But, you know, even going back uh, 36 years ago when, uh, you know, I don't think I was even drawing a salary 36 no, years ago when we were not. building this company at the yeah. time. We found $100 to give to the university. So. And it, uh, <laughs> it also doesn't go back the 50-some uh, years since we actually graduated to when it was $10 a year. Yeah. And we, yes, that's, and that's, that's only because we don't have the record. That's, that's right. right. To that's show right. you. Yeah. I'm sure it's in a yeah. file somewhere, Judy. So somehow, uh, you know, make sure we impart that with our graduates that uh, Remember where they came from because uh, giving back is important. Well, that's, that's a great challenge. Uh, and it's tying this together, as you said earlier, Jim, uh, we're not state or federal or locally supported right. anymore. We're, we're federally yeah. and state and locally assisted. And so philanthropy like you have invested and continue to invest yeah. uh, is exceptionally important. And 
no without a doubt that uh, this will be used as a not just a challenge but as a model for yeah. all other alumni and friends of the University of Tennessee and we sincerely appreciate what you've done what you're doing and what you're going to do thank you thank you thank you yeah. for more real-life solutions provided by the UT Institute of Agriculture go to our website at ag.tennessee.edu